Welcome to Beyond Breathing, the podcast for everyone who breathes and sleeps. This episode is very unique as we get to hear from a special sleep apnea patient perspective. Mason is 10 years old and has found new joy and excitement about his life since conquering bedwetting, daytime fatigue, chronic sinus infections, and so much more by treating the root cause of his moderate to severe sleep apnea. And I'll give you a hint, it was not with the CPAP, and it's so much more than just getting tonsils removed. You are not going to want to miss this amazing story of Mason and his mom. And thank you to Sierra Sleep, Airway, and Wellness Center in Reno, Nevada for sponsoring this episode. Hi, Mason. Hi, Lance. It's so... (laughs) fun to be here. Oh, well, thank you. And happy birthday. You just turned 10, right? I know. Yeah. I love being finally in the double Finally 10 years old, but your airway journey, we're going to be talking about airway, right? Breathing and sleep and airway. Your airway journey started when you were nine years old, I think, right? That's when we first started talking to you about breathing and sleep. So Mm -hmm. why don't we just start off by letting our listeners kind of know a little bit about your story. If you just had like one thing to say to other kids or other parents out there about breathing and sleep, you know, what, what would be one thing that you want people to know? The one thing I would like people to know is the exercises that I do. Oh, awesome. So tell me a little bit more about the exercises that you do. The exercises are very important, like the tongue stretch, the all the stretches I do. And it actually helped me a lot over so time. Who taught you who taught you about how to do these stretches? Who do you see uh, for that? Sun Tu. Sun Tu is her name. And do you know? the name of the kind of job that she has uh, it's a big long word <laughs> I Myo- myofunctional therapy right mm-hmm. yes yep. yes so i guess before we talk a little bit more about exercises and stretches and stuff um tell me how has it been for you on this oh. journey over the last you know 6 months or so it's actually been pretty good. Uh, I've actually had a little bit of bed problems. Okay. So when you say bed problems, what does that mean? Were you wetting the bed? Having accidents? Yeah. yeah. I, I was wetting the bed. We didn't know why at first, but then over time we started figuring it out. Yeah. So now that you've gone through a few different things to help you breathe better, has the bedwetting improved? Um, yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's so exciting. Is that is that like your favorite part? One of your favorite parts of all of this? Yeah. Yeah, it feels pretty great, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me some other things that maybe some other signs or symptoms that you had that that were signs that you had a breathing problem that you know now, but we didn't know back then that they were breathing issues. Like, um, did you snore? Yes. And did you snore lightly or was it pretty loud? Loud. And did you snore all the time or just once in a while? 
all the time. And do you snore anymore? No. So um, the bedwetting, the accidents have improved. The snoring has improved. Do you Mm -hmm. feel more rested? Yes. After every morning, I'm not tired. I'm like energetic. So do you feel like you can exercise and play sports and ride bikes and stuff better now that you can breathe better? Yep. A lot better. Like oh, before that's... happened, it was a little bit, a lot hard. Yeah. So tell me some things that you do and don't like when you talk about breathing and sleep and airway. Tell me some things that you do like and some things well, that you don't like. Before we had the tongue tie release, I had the airway of a, I think it was the 85 year old man. And I did so not really, like really small. Yeah, no. So you were nine at that time, right? A nine-year-old boy it with uh, airway to... of like an 85-year-old. It was also very hard to breathe at the time. So I couldn't play sports. But it was a lot hard because I still played sports at that time. So mm-hmm. you played yeah, sports, it but it was hard. It was hard to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm um, going back to things that you do like and you don't like. Tell us some more. Um, some of the exercises I like, like the um, sucks and hold, the pickle tum, the belly breathing. Uh, I love all those. It's pretty fun. And I really love that all this stuff is actually helping me making me feel better and it's also helping my breathing yeah that's what i love what don't you like i don't like uh the wetting the bed the it's like this much a little bit hard to breathe i don't like that um i also don't like um i don't like that before all this happened, um, I, we had to get the tongue tie release. Before that happened, the one thing I hated before that happened was it hurted to breathe. It, I had to get my tonsils out because of that, and it just was very bad for me. Yeah, well, we are so proud of you and all the work that you've been putting into this and for wanting to share your message. You were so excited Mm -hmm. to be on the podcast, right? So you could help other kids and other parents. Uh, So thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. your story. We'll finish up with a couple words from you at the end. But before we move on to mom, I want to cover five really important things, five steps that helped you get to where you're at now, right? With less accidents and better breathing and more energy and being able Mm -hmm. to play sports. Um, You you went in and you had everything looked at. Do you remember that appointment? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had an x-ray done where you could see your nose and your airway and your mouth. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. How was that x-ray easy or was it hard? It was easy. Yeah, it was easy. It only took a few seconds, right? So mm-hmm. that you had to go and figure out what was wrong. So you had an x-ray, you had a bunch of photos and some measurements. 
And then you had a sleep test. Do you remember having the sleep test done? The little thing you want? Um, yes, I do. Did you I do see. your sleep test at home or did you go into a clinic and have it done? I did it at home. And you wore the ring, right? The ring went on your finger and you slept with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I remember the sleep test results came back with pretty bad sleep apnea for a kid, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you had your tonsils and adenoids removed by yeah. an ENT who specializes in airway. Then you went into myofunctional therapy with the exercises and stretches yeah. with Sun 2 with mm -hmm. the Breathe Wellness Boutique. Um, and you did that, you do all of your exercises via telehealth, right? You do them mm -hmm. all on Zoom. And I have to do it for like uh, five or six more months now. Excellent. I have to do it for like five or six more. Yeah. And then the whole goal is to work on getting you to breathe through your nose. So getting you to breathe through your nose, um, Sentu is helping you. But you also do things like cleaning out your nose with nose sprays. Mm -hmm. You put some, do you put some strips yep. on your face to open um, up your nose? Not that much, but okay. we do do it. And how about mouth taping? Mm, not that often. Okay. So sometimes yes and sometimes no. And then the last thing, number five, is the Vivos Guide Series. You wear an appliance at night while you sleep, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And how is wearing that appliance? Is it comfortable or is it uncomfortable? It's kind of comfortable now because I did it for like a year now. And I used to just never wear it because I didn't like it at all. But now it's just a daily thing. I loved it. Oh, uh, excellent. But okay. that, that um, retainer is actually helping me a lot. With yes, like yes. wetting the bed, the to help me breathe better. Yes. So it Mason is in. Or... Yes, Mason is in a Vivos Guide series that's helping him establish a really good lip seal. It has a little place to train your tongue to get your tongue to the top of your mouth. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, it keeps your airway open at night while you sleep, and is helping you grow bigger and wider because we know that you need a much bigger airway, right? We don't want you to have an 85-year-old airway anymore. I don't want well, that, no. Yes. Well, thank you, Mason. Let's talk to your mm -hmm. mom for just a couple of minutes and then we'll have you finish the show, okay? All right. Mason's mom is Kara. She's going to hop on and I thought it would just be great for her to share just a little bit about the background of how Mason ended up in airway treatments. So welcome, Kara. Thanks for being on the podcast. We're really excited to have you. Do you want to share maybe yours and Mason's journey of how it all started? Yeah. Um, so about two years, I've had problems with my tonsils, airway, um, sleep apnea, well, I guess I didn't know that that's what it was, but I, you know, took, had a problem falling asleep, had a problem waking up, was out of energy all the time, um, had really bad dental disease, um, and over lots and lots of study research and a wonderful hygienist, um, who paid attention to those things. Um, I got started in the airway planning where I went in, I had my scan, 
Um, they found out that I had a lot of airway restriction, did my sleep test, found out that I had um, sleep apnea and started me in the Vivos um, series. Um, and I've been in that for quite a while. And that kind of got me thinking about all three of my kids um, and some of the health issues that we were seeing that was pretty common um, or some of the things that are common when you have sleep apnea or mouth breathing. Um, Mason was developing really bad dental disease, even as like five, six years old, having to have um, the silver teeth put in, caps on and um, cavities every time we went in, even though we were brushing, we were getting our regular cleanings, we were doing everything that we were supposed to be doing. Um, he had a history of um, the tongue tie um, and snoring, and he was really hard to get to sleep. He would like, he'd be one of those kids that, oh, I, I need a glass of water. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, it's like he just didn't fall asleep well. And then he'd wake up and it was super hard. He'd be like going back to sleep. He'd be groggy. He'd be irritable. Um, and I noticed that a lot of his patterns matched a lot of my own issues. So um, we decided to get him screened as well. Um, got his scans back. And of course, you know, it's not very good news when you've got a, you know, I think at the time he had his scans, he was like almost nine. He wasn't even nine okay. yet um, because he got his tonsils out in January of last year, but they also had to do his adenoids. He had inflamed sinuses. He had really narrow um, nasal passages. Like, I guess, like they said, like a if you took like a wet spaghetti noodle and it was all crooked and jet and you like bent up and then really narrow. So um, kind of noticed why he was having a lot of the issues that he was having. Um, and so the first step was tonsils and adenoids out. They did the nasal surgery to kind of open up the nasal passages and then, you know, started him in the mouthpiece and then started him in myofascial therapy with son too. He had to go um, about eight months in that um, before they thought he'd be ready to have the tongue tie release. Because um, what I guess you learn having all this done is how that ligament is attached to every part of your body, basically all the way to your toes. And if we were to cut it and he didn't have the structure to hold it in place, that it would have just grown back. And, you know, no kid especially little or adult wants to have a surgery where the tissues just grow back and you have to have it done again. So, um, once he was ready for that, they did that. And, um, yeah, we've just noticed so much improvement and just his overall happiness. Um, you know, he didn't like spending the night at family members or anywhere. Um, and you always were worried cause you know, you had to go on vacation and you were worried cause he, he did have a problem wetting the bed and, um, snoring and you had to be in the same room as him and for a little kid like I just didn't think he needed he snored so loudly and it was actually a trip a family trip to um visit someone for a birthday or when we were all in the room that we were all like oh my gosh he snores so loudly um that kind of noticed that but the fact that he's doing so much better is really nice to see and how scary was it to I'm sure he snored, but I'm sure you also witnessed him have pauses in breathing where he stopped breathing and how scary that is as a mom to see your child basically yeah. suffocating at night while he yep. sleeps. Well, 
it, I mean, so scary. And then I think when we got this, you know, his results back and he was stopping, he, he stopped breathing about six to 10 times an hour. And at one point he was stopping breathing for 44 seconds, which if I was to sit here and hold my breath is such a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and to know the, I mean, that was scary. Like basically his body is shutting down for, you know, six to 10 times an hour and how much damage that can cause long-term to his brain, to his growth, to everything. Yeah. I mean, isn't it amazing that we have the technology where you can sleep test at home in the comfort of your Mm -hmm. own home and get this amazing data? Because I'm guessing you knew that it was bad, but I'm guessing you had no idea how bad it was until you had the sleep test. And then you got the results of the CT scan. Yes. Tell me how you felt when you looked at that scan. Like a really bad parent. Like like I had (laughs) let him down and that I should have known or I should have seen or I should have recognized. Um, If I didn't have the healthcare team that I have, it makes me sad that this isn't something that is overall talked about, studied, or or known that, you know, it took me till I was in my late thirties to find out my issues. And then if it wouldn't have been for that, recognizing those in my own kids that, yeah, you just, you want to do everything in your power and you think, you know, getting them in there and getting them taken care of and, you know, doing all everything you're supposed to do, you're doing everything right. And then, um, you know, realizing that there's these, you know, behind the scene things that we just don't know about. I know I, I will preface this that I do know Karen Mason's story very well. Um, Karen, you were going into the pediatrician for well visit checks constantly mm-hmm. since he was a baby through eight. Um, yes. And how many, can you remind me, how many sinus infections did he have that one year? Maybe it was year eight, maybe it was seven or eight. Um, sinus infections or strep throat, I can't remember. You had many trips to the ER, urgent care in ER. Yep. And if I remember right, nobody ever talked to you about sleep apnea or getting his tonsils and adenoids out. It was the dental visit. It was the dental touch point, right? That was the first time that you'd ever really heard that, that he had this issue. Correct. Um, at one point, one year, he had seven, um, episodes of strep throat and sinus infection, um, throughout the year, which was, you know, that's one every two months where he was at the point where we were taking him in for treatment, not just the point where he, you know, had a stuffy nose for a few days, but to the point where, um, you know, you could, you could hear it. He was audibly stuffed and sore throat fever. Um, so seven in a year. Um, and that might have been the year we, we kind of, you know, cause at that point, you know, that's when we really, really got serious about the bed wedding and he went in for, um, even before, you know, before all this, he had gone in for, um, uh, they tested for UTIs. They checked, they did an ultrasound to check his kidneys. They checked his bladder for bladder stones and same thing. Here is something that is a symptom of his airway that he went in for tons of diagnostics for and had nothing to do with any of that. It was the fact that his brain was shutting down and in kids we've learned through, you know, our, you know, luckily our, our dental team, um, and airway team that in children, 
when they stop breathing for a certain amount of time, it actually kind of just relaxes to the bladder to the point of it, they urinate and they don't know. Um, but yeah, we were running, you know, they thought diabetes, they thought, you know, kidney infections, bladder stones, um, all these things. And it was never any of those things that, you know, it ended up being, we got him his airway, we got everything on that board and that's where we've seen the improvement, not with anything that they've ever, you know, so right. well, it's just uh, thank you. Thank you guys for being on this mission to educate people across the globe. I think we have people listening in yeah. five countries, almost every state in the, in the United States. We have, um, you know, people who are just curious about sleep apnea. We have people that are struggling. We are, have people listening that are seeking answers. We have a lot of parents and hopefully we'll have some kiddos start listening to because, because of yeah. Mason. And, you know, we're on a mission to really look at the root cause of disease instead of just treating the symptoms, you know? Right. Um, and I, and I'll be the first to say that getting the tonsils and adenoids out is still only treating the symptoms. It's still getting to the root Correct. cause which was growth and development, you know, mm -hmm. so Mason's going to be on this journey for a while because he needs appliances. He needs exercises. He needs help to grow and expand because so much growth was held back with that right. tongue tie and, you know, and, the lack and, of oxygen and stuff. Yeah. And knowing that the placement of the tongue is what forms their mouth and their mouth growth. And that at some point he'll have to move into um, expanders and orthodontics because of the delay in those things um, that, you know, we we now know that we need to work on, but um, we're not something that we knew of before. So. All right. Well, Kara, you're an amazing mom. I am so proud of you in this journey. Um, why don't we end by putting Mason back on for his last couple of words, and then hopefully we get to have you guys on again down the road when Mason's mm -hmm. farther along in his journey. So Mason, how do you want to end the show? What do you want to say? Um, I would like to say it was a great time to be here. I've been, everybody should probably, if any other person has the problems that I do, at the end of it, they're going to love it. That's what I'm going to say. And it's been a pleasure to be here. <laughs> All right. So Mason's message is everyone should probably get screened, right? Know your numbers. Take the sleep test. Know what's going on with you. Um, go through and do the treatment and the exercises because it's worth it and it makes life better, right? Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.